Hello, welcome to the Loney Show. I'm your host, Jami Loney. In this episode, I don't have any regulars because, well, they're off doing something with our lives. As for our guest, he is from Canada. He is a retired businessman, but he's also, but now he's currently a full-time author. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Peter Ponza. Yes. Good morning. How are morning you today? Great. How's life with you? <laughs> Very good. We have a nice sunny day here in, in Canada, and it's, I think we're plus five Celsius today. And uh, I'm hoping to get out and have a walk after uh, after this afternoon when the weather's a little better. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Have you been up to much recently? I have been doing a number of different um, interviews. I had one recently with uh, Amy and uh, Russell Little. Um, very nice one. I was really impressed with the way they behaved. They were very, very professional. Apparently, their podcast is one of the uh, greatest, uh, one of the best, I should say, um, on the internet at the moment. Um, perhaps yours is just as good. Um, then I also have um, something coming up on the Mystery uh, Theater with the NBC with Alan Warren on tomorrow night, I believe. Um, and uh, that's, that's an interesting one, too. Um, so I've had a few interviews here and there and, and, the, and the book is um, kind of getting some mileage um, we've had a, a launch on March the 19th we had a fair amount of people show up which was very nice we had you know a, a nice layout with some some uh, some snacks and some water and some coffee and in fact some people brought some wine so it was a very good very good afternoon I had um, another author um, Diane Bader who's uh, the original director for the Crime Writers of Canada. She was interviewing me at the time, so uh, it turned out to be um, a very good Q&A with a lot of very interesting people asking some very nice questions. So all in all, it's been a very good journey so far. Wow. You've been, you've been very busy, that's for sure. <laughs> Sometimes you, you wonder if it's just going to stop for a minute so you can take a breath. Okay, sounds good. So tell tell me more about what you do for a living. At the moment, I'm retired now. It's been ten years. Uh, I did have a dental supply company that uh, I I was uh, involved in. I was the CEO, and my wife was uh, managing. We had it for about twenty three years, and uh, we had an exclusive uh, arrangement for a German company to be their distributors across Canada, and. Um, during that time, that's where I, I started writing a little bit. Uh, just just for your listeners, um, I started uh, doing some newsletters because I thought it would be great to get across uh, to our customers mm -hmm. some of the information we had to share. And then um, while we were doing that, uh, one of the uh, people we came across was a publisher of dental journals, and he suggested I do advertising with them, so we did. And I started writing um, articles alongside these these uh, articles, uh, these these advertisements, and then um, that started getting a little bit uh, interesting as well. And then after we sold the company about ten years ago, um, I had an opportunity a writer's workshop almost the same day that I signed the papers. Well, it was actually the next day. And my wife was kidding with me. She says, "You know, the the, the ink is still wet." on the sales agreement and you want to start writing. I said, well, sure, why not? So I went to this um, 
workshop. It was actually quite a nice workshop. We had um, maybe about three or four of them in a row every weekend, I believe, at the library. And uh, that's kind of spurred me on to starting to write. So um, that's what I've been doing. Like lately, it's just been writing more or less. Okay. Now, that I'm yeah, now, that, now that I'm retired, right? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. And as an author, what what books have you re have written so far? I've just so far I've just read the written the first one, which is outfoxed. You know, I'm working on the second one. There is a series that I'm trying to organize. I've decided to give myself a goal where I'm going to be doing uh, four more. So there's going to be five of the Inspector William Fox um, adventure series. And uh, like I said, I'm just uh, on the second one now. All right, that sounds good. And what what is this book series about? Well, this particular one that I started with is um, um, kind of like an international thriller, and um, but it starts off um, with a premise that um, is going back to about the 15th century, where the Chinese um, had launched um, a big, what would they call it now? Some sort of an exploratory, um, seaworthy type of uh, fleet that was going around the world. And it was um, led by an Admiral Zen He. These treasure ships were supposed to be going around collecting uh, and giving booty, or not booty, but something along those lines, uh, to uh, the treasures to other, other countries. And they were supposed to be opening up all of these... Uh, countries along the uh, Asian coast. And well, it's been told by some people that perhaps Admiral Zen He had made it in the United States. And so I had this, this uh, wild idea that maybe perhaps they left treasure in Nova Scotia. So I created some characters. Now, Tracy Jordan was a, an archeologist who her father uh, sent to China uh, to explore and see if there's any information they could find about whether this treasure was indeed real. And while she was there, um, the Fudot gang captured her. And uh, then her her boyfriend of many years, um, William Fox, decides to go after her. Actually, her father suggested they go after her and see if they could find her. And he's the RCMP investigator. And he teams up with um, Patrick Riley, who's FBI, and they go to China to rescue her, which they do. And... Uh, course then then afterwards they're after the Fuda gang and the Fuda gang is all over the the country from they start from China, Hong Kong to New York to to Nova Scotia and uh, that's where they have the big um the, pretty well the the big fight where they uh, they have to well I don't want to I don't want to keep everybody um I would like to keep everybody more or less excited about the book so I shall wait until they, they buy it and read it, but that's about as far as I want to take it. It's a rather exciting kind of story because there's a subcultural story too. There's a sub sub story about the, the Chinese government too, and uh, that kind of flows through the whole thing. It's good. All right then, sounds very good. And what are your background and experiences as a as a businessman before you retired? Yes. What What would you like to know about that? Just every, anything in general. Well, uh, there. I started off as a dental technician, as a matter of fact, and I worked in a, a number of dental dental laboratories, 
where I've learned to have a certain expertise when it comes to making appliances. And on one of my trips to um, Germany, I got my family got lost, and I, I noticed there was a dental lab there, which I decided I would take a walk into and speak to the owner and see what kind of life they were living compared to the ones in Canada. And they were saying, well, we're, this is what we have. They showed me some product line, which I thought was really interesting, something I'd never So when I got back home after my vacation, I approached a company in Germany, and I asked them whether they had a distributor. And they said, yeah, we do have one, but they're really not working out that well. I said, look, I'd like to take it over. And uh, I flew back to Germany. I spent a week working with them. They trained me. We signed a contract. I came back and I started boots, bootstraps with, with, uh, with this um, distributorship. And over the 23 years, we built it up to quite a big company. Um, and while I was working, I was learning. And every time I needed to um, learn a little bit more, pardon me, I, uh, I was involved with the Harvard Business uh, Review. I was getting magazines. Every time I had a chance to take a business course, I would. Um, when I felt that I needed some more confidence, I took um, some courses uh, with uh, Anthony Robbins, who was a motivational speaker. He helped me a lot uh, getting forward. And then I also took um, some, um, Bob, I think it was a, a speaking engagements where I learned how to speak in front of the public. And so I was doing seminars as well. So as I was growing my business, I was actually growing myself as well. So that as I progressed, um, some of the things I needed to help me do my, my business was, um, was also uh, something I was picking up as I was going along. So by the time my 23 years was up, I, I actually had a lot of business acumen because as you're, as you're working and meeting your, your customers, I was doing cold calls and traveling across Canada and doing conventions. Uh, the more people I met, the more I talked, the more you learn, and the more you get comfortable. And uh, after after a while, you you become a seasoned uh, business person. Brilliant. Do you prefer headphones or earbuds? I prefer uh, um, earphones. <laughs> I've got Apple Pods, iPods, or Apple Pods, and they never stay in. I don't know about you, but I, I prefer the earphones. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What you, what can you give a 40-minute presentation on without any preparation? Hmm, now that's an interesting question. Um, most of us, I think, believe have a, have a lot of things we can say. I probably could probably, some, there's some stories I could say probably about uh, my years in the car uh Appreciation. I mean, I'm in a British car aficionado, and I do have, and I've been through a number of different cars, car show, car shows, and pardon me, and a little bit of racing, and I've been with a car, a number of car clubs as well. So I think that would be something I could probably stand up and try to wing it if I could. Okay, sounds good. What app can you not believe someone hasn't made yet? Well, that's a question I'm not sure I can answer. I'm, I'm sure there's tons of tons of good ones out there that would be very applicable, but I I don't I can't think of anyone that or any any app that I'm I'm missing at the moment. Okay, that's all right. What's your favorite ice cream topping? 
my favorite ice cream topping. Um, probably a butterscotch butterscotch um, syrup or something like that. All right then. If you could use magic to do one task for the rest of your life, what would it be? Snapping my fingers and making making that happen. Okay, that's interesting. Well, it's simple. Fair enough. <coughs> Excuse me. If you can get an exotic pet, what kind of companion would you like to have? Probably a, <laughs> a Bengal tanger, tiger. Fabulous. If you had a song for every time you entered the room, what song would that be? Oh, for sure, it would be the Beatles and Paperback Writer. I love that song. I mean, I could just see myself walking in the room and, and that Beatles song going, Paperback Writer. You know, I just, that just, it nails it right there for me. Oh, uh, yes. I can certainly see that. What's your favorite season? Yeah, but <clears throat> it, would, it would have to be um, summer. Me too. And the reason is that I love convertibles. I've had a, a convertible um, every year since I was a youngster. First time I could afford one. And I, can, I just wait for that so that I can at least um, get out there and drop the top and have some fun. Yep, so do I. What is your favorite drink? Right now, it's uh, Heineken Zero. I, I used to enjoy a good scotch, and uh, one of my favorites was the Belvinie. And I've also uh, used to like the Lafroy once in a while. But I've gotten away from um, drinking hard liquor. Uh, you know, I thought it'd be have a health, healthier lifestyle. So I've gone to the uh, non-alcoholic wine and the non-alcoholic beer. And I do love some of the German beers, too. There's a Klauhauster. Which is a zero and a, a few others, and they're just wonderful, just wonderful. Um, and I've, I've also, like, we just came back from Costa Rica. We we're there for about three weeks, and I just happened to find out that Imperial, which is one of the better brands down there, has uh, also a zero as well. In like thirty-six degrees Celsius uh, weather, that is such a refreshing thing to drink during the day. So, yeah, oh. I, I'd, ha I'd have to say it's it's the the zero beer. Okay, sounds good. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Well, it's probably going to be Canada because it has everything I really like. It's got the four seasons, um, and it's got the freedom that you you could you can have. Uh, it's a great democracy. Um, although in the winter times, um, it's a little bit awkward. So I go down to Costa Rica for about three weeks to recharge my batteries. So. Hmm. If I had my way, I'd have it half and half, if, if that's a, a half-decent answer. Yeah, sounds good to me. What was the last book you read? Okay, I believe it was um, A Portrait of a Woman or by Daniel Silva. Oh, no, 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 there was one after that. The Biloxi Boys by, by David Baldacci. Yeah, that was the last one. I thought that was quite good, too. Um, all right, Dad. What kind of music do you often listen to? I have a, quite a selection of music I listen to, but my go-to music is usually smooth jazz. 
because it's nice and easy. Um, if I'm really in one of those raunchy moods, I just put some nice rock and roll from the 70s on when I drop the top and just let it roll. Sweet. What was the strangest dream you've ever had? Well, I can't answer that directly because I've got so many of them. <laughs> They're all pretty wild. Um, I, su I, su I can't really say so many of them, to tell you the truth. And I really, not one really stands out specifically. Okay. That's okay. And this is coming from the top of my head. Have you ever thought about sending mail to Bigfoot? Well, first of all, to send mail to Bigfoot, he'd have to be alive. And he'd have to have an address. And actually, I'm not a believer that Bigfoot exists. So, no, I wouldn't send him any mail. All right. Yeah, fair enough. It all makes sense. What's the best thing you've bought off Amazon? The best thing I bought off Amazon? Okay, I'm going to tell you that. I got myself a brand new microphone, a Yeti, and I'm speaking through it right now. And right, this is, this is one of the most terrific things I've ever had to work with. I love it. Oh, well, it's, uh, it's the quality is fabulous. Yeah, and, and you know what? I love it because I, I have Prime. I watch Prime uh, on, t on my screen, and then I've got all of this stuff I ever want to buy. I can just order it. And we're using them quite often, but this is like right now. This has got to be the best thing I've ever purchased recently. Sweet. Where do you see yourself 20 years from now? Well, I'd like to see myself really taking it easy. But I'd also like to see myself on my books on every bookshelf in the world. <laughs> I mean, that sounds kind of like, wow. But, you know, 20 years, a lot of things can happen. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to be able to be quite quite renowned. And I'd like my, I'd like my books to be appreciated. And... Um, yeah, I'd like my name to, to mean something when it comes to literature. And uh, I hope that my journey takes me there. But, you know, uh, it's going to take a while to get there. 20 years is a long time. But during that time, if, I, if, if the good Lord blesses me and I'm still alive, yeah, I'm pretty sure by then I'm going to want to be taking it easy. Whatever that may be at the time, you know. Yeah, yeah. What would you choose as the eighth wonder of the world? On this on, on this planet or outside this planet? Um, Any, anywhere. Anywhere. Well, you know, it would have to be... It would have to probably be a view from one of our satellites float, floating around the, um, the, the, the circumference of our planet and looking down. I think that's a wonder to behold. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yes, that does make a lot of sense. When things break... Do you prefer to fix them or replace them? That all depends. There are some things that can be fixable, very simply. Um, I'm, I've got tubes of crazy glue in my fridge, and if it can do, be fixed, I'll do it right away. But if it takes a lot of time and effort, which I don't have, um, I won't. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, I do have a, a riding tractor because I, I do have a substantial amount of lawn I have to cut here 
and uh, actually is going to be picked up and get fixed and repaired because I'm not doing it. <laughs> I used to do it. But when you run out of time, you really have to consider what's important, your time for what you're really good at and what people, other people are good at. You can actually farm it out and give it to them because they'll do it better than you would. And you won't, be, you won't get frustrated and you won't get angry with yourself. I mean, there's, there's, there's limits on how much you can actually accomplish by yourself. But if you feel like you're, you know, uh, there are people who are really quite good at doing things around the home and they're, they're sufficient enough uh, to be able to fix things. I have to pick. I pick and choose basically what's going to be done and what isn't going to be done. Fabulous. Brilliant. If you could have a never-ending candle that smelled like anything you wanted, what fragrance would you want it to be? Hmm. I like uh, incense, and I think my favorite is Magchampa. Oh, I think it would be that one. I often, like if I meditate, um, I will put that incense on, and you know what? It would be, it runs out pretty quick, but if you had a long-lasting candle, yeah, that definitely would be the, the fragrance I would want. Hmm, sweet. If you could turn any activity into an Olympic sport... What would you have a good chance at winning a medal for? Well, again, that's a really interesting question. Um, really, don't think I could win anything. <laughs> quite frankly, um, at an Olympic sport. I mean, I, I was there. There was a time when I was a, a reasonably good martial artist, and uh, I have won some trophies for, um, for uh, patterns in that. Uh, if I, if I went back to it, maybe perhaps in, in my age, my age and my stage, I probably could. If I if I practice enough, I could probably do my katas or my patterns, and uh, my, perhaps maybe I could I could win. Who knows? But it would have to be a big transition for sure. Mm, cool. What's the best way to start the morning? Oh, definitely with a cup of Sumatra coffee. Yeah, most definitely. That gets the old eyeballs rolling in the mind, mind buzzing. Oh, yes, it sure does. If you had to bury a treasure chest, where would you hide it? Well, I have plenty of property here. I would find something close by, or maybe not, but there's like plenty of areas here that I could probably bury it in. I certainly wouldn't take it to somewhere popular, that's for sure. Uh, maybe Arizona. But anyways, I think I think around here, I wouldn't want to be too far away from it, just in case I decide to. I want to dig it up. Yeah, I can see that. What is your favorite type of day? I like picnics. So my my favorite type of day is to pack a picnic, take the convertible, find a nice little spot by the riverside have our have our picnic and just kind of lean back and enjoy the, the sun and the sky and just relax and when we're finished just jump back in the car and have a nice drive back with the top in the air and the wind blowing in your face and yeah that to me is the ultimate sweet what were the silliest things you believed as a child well besides the the easter bunny and santa claus and all that stuff um there's so many, it's hard to list. 
because when we're kids, we almost believe pretty well almost anything people have told you. But I guess some sort of mysticism, boogeymen, I guess, are, are probably the one that we are most uh, believable. I mean, our, our most believable characters. Okay, then. Very good. If you could create your own job title, what would it be? A job title that I would... The hard thing to do about answering that is that you'd have to be a master of something and... Uh, but a master of nothing, because after all, you're always learning and educating and, and you're also doing the, the same thing yourself. If you teach someone, you're also learning. So the job title would be very difficult to explain. Do you know where I'm coming from with that? Yeah, I, I know where you're coming from and uh, it all makes a lot of sense for sure. And that is all we have for this episode. It was great to have you on, Peter, talking about your works as an author, what you did as a businessman, and a lot of other things. It's been great. Okay, well, I'm glad to be uh, a, good, a guest, and I'm, I'm hoping that your uh, listeners enjoyed what I had to say. And if they need to get in touch with uh, me or want to know where my book is, it's at uh, peterthomas.com. And uh, they can reach reach me there, or if they were interested in any uh, books, they're on Amazon, and Apple, and Kate Kobo, and Barnes and Noble. So, thank you, and appreciate you having me. Anytime, and until next time, stay tuned for more. <laughs>